0: Welcome back to Heaven to the Yow. We're super excited for today's guests. I can't wait to introduce them to you. Um, Just really quick, if you're not quite sure who we are, we are Heaven to the Yow. We are a media platform with an online retail presence. Um, Our mission is to encourage people around the globe to live with heaven in view, and we're super excited. We've been doing this for about the past six plus months, and it's been going awesome. Had some amazing guests. If you're new to us, you can find us on Instagram, YouTube, Spotify, um, lots of different places and you can learn more about our grace ambassadors and our trip to paris olympics 2024 on heaven to the yad.com and see more what we're doing in our community and around the world so without further ado we're going to turn it over to sky simmons again super excited to have you here sky i'm just going to kind of turn it over to you tell us about you where you're from like how did you get started in your career
1: um so my name is sky simmons um i'm from new york city Um, Currently in Ohio now, I work for a company called Athletes in Action uh, here in Xenia, um, associated with crew ministry as well. Um, And what I do is I am a director of speed and performance. So I currently just train athletes anywhere from high school, youth, and pro athletes. Um, And I have a degree in IT, and I have a master's in sports administration, and so Trying to tie a lot of that together, being an athlete myself, and then just hoping that I could uh, make a difference in regards to athletes um, on the field, on their court, in their sport, as well as off of it.
0: Yeah. And what did you do in your sport?
1: So I had a scholarship for track and field. Um, at Syracuse University. So I was very thankful for that. But however, I think my passion was in football. So I pursued football for a little bit. Um, I played professionally uh, outside of that, had an opportunity with the Giants, um, ended up in the CFL as well. A few injuries kind of derailed my career, but I feel like it was all part of God's plan as well.
0: Yeah, I love your hat. <laughs> I, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> that's super cool. Well, walk us through your faith journey a little bit then and how it impacted your athletic career.
1: Um, I think when it comes to sports, uh, one thing I always find out, and I'm speaking for myself, actually, is um, we all want to be pro in some shape or form. We all want to be elite. And I think for me, um, I had a hierarchy of highs and lows, and I found that my faith was a lot of it was due to my sport. So I realized, you know, I'm praying to God a lot more because I want to win. I'm praying to God a lot more because I want to sign with this team and receive whatever I have. Um, but a lot of times is, I just wasn't uh, happy or healthy. And, um, I found myself in, in therapy, um, due to a lot of things from childhood, trauma to professional as well. But, um, I think for me, when it became uh, faith-based, I just realized that I needed to set a new foundation. And I think a lot of times is we have God, we search for God, we find God, and then we tie him into what we want.
0: Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's very well said. And I'm sure that you're working with a lot of athletes in athletes in action, kind of going through the same thing. So that's super awesome that you've had those experiences and kind of how You've personally handled that, but then obviously you're doing all that work with other athletes and kind of pouring that into them as well, which is amazing. So what are some fulfilling things then about using your gifts as an athlete? Can you maybe share a time of how God took you through a certain stage in your life?
1: Um, I think... I think one of the biggest times is I was trying to uh, work out for the I was trying to sign with the New York Giants is just a great example um, to exercise your faith. So I worked out with them pre draft. um, And that was back in April. Uh, And when I worked out with them, you know, of course, I didn't get drafted. I knew that. But I was hoping to get, you know, undrafted something. And it wasn't going well. So I predicated a lot of my thoughts on people. So people are saying, you know, every week that go by, every month that go by, there's someone encouraging you to give up. So they're telling you, hey, you didn't get signed yet. So why don't you get a job? You got a degree, so on and so forth. And I found myself um, shying away from football um, and getting a little bit closer to just finding a job. Right. And I ended up getting a job and I was working out, but I was just going through the motion at that point. Right. I kind of just wanted to just see if I can just get a shot knowing that the shot wasn't coming because I let everyone else play a major role into that path. Um, and a long story short, a couple months later, it was October. So half a year gone by. And most people after half a year, they kind of just, you know, they, they give it up after fighting for so long. And, and so I realized I gave it up and then I got a phone call from the GM um, for the New York giants And the gentleman said, you know, they want to sign a receiver. They want to sign me. Um, However, like any sport, they got to work you out first to see if you're in shape, so on and so forth. Um, I got that call. I believe I had to work out maybe a week later. Now, you're an athlete yourself. So a lot of athletes know you can't just pick up in a week and just get it all done. And uh, that's what I tried to do. It's like, okay, man, I got to run these routes. I got to run this 40. And I kept stressing myself out, stressing my body out. Um. And it didn't go in my favor uh, the the following week. And I remember going to the bathroom stall and I remember crying my eyes out because I didn't want to be there with grown men hearing me cry. So um, I remember that moment, however, I remember telling myself I was not prepared and I didn't have faith in this journey. Um, So I, I remember telling myself, always have faith, always be prepared, whether it's a job, whether it's a friendship, whether it's getting a new certification, just always have faith and be prepared.
0: Wow. Yeah. So how did that discovery then of just needing to be prepared, you know, realizing, you know, that kind of lack of faith in that journey and influence from other people, how did all of that kind of translate into competing or just doing your job, living your life um, for a purpose bigger than just itself?
1: Um, i just realized that after a while when i began to train and i began to have uh, a, a little more understanding of what i need to be elite i began to realize i got better um i was going to a few training facilities and of course they're they're very expensive and i'm trying to do it all myself um, but sometimes i felt like a lot of trainers will catfish you in regards to you know they they find ways to just I don't want to say take your money. I don't want to take away from some really good trainers, but there's there's times where I felt like I was just there um, and I was just existing. And so along that journey, I guess what I'm alluding to is along that journey, I began to be my own trainer and I began to just rely on Christ to just help me figure this out. You know, I have no certification in sports performance. I have no understanding of how many reps, how many sets. Um, all I know is I want to be great. So I started working at um, a few places. I started getting some internships. I started going to seminars and webinars and trying to understand. And here I am talking today as a certified training and conditioning specialist. And I felt like that journey took me on a different path, um, but it also got me a lot closer to Christ because after a while I did run a 42 and a 40, I did have a 40 inch vertical. I mean, all the numbers I always wanted to hit, I ended up hitting without a trainer. Um, So it was just waking up, me and God having faith. And although my career didn't go well, um, I found a career in this. So after a while, a lot of athletes began to ask me, you know, who's your coach? Who's your trainer? Um, Jerry Reese, who was um, the Giants uh, general manager at the time, he asked me, you know, who trained you? And it felt good to say, you know, myself and, of course, Christ. So when I began to say those things, I began to get a lot of pro athletes to train um and it was my escape to actually help them to be not just a pro in their sport but also a pro in life
0: that's awesome so obviously you've accomplished a lot right you eventually hit those numbers you were looking for I mean a lot of people would just be like whoa you trained with the newer guys like that's a huge deal so how do you handle humility versus pride in your life and how do you encourage others to do the same
1: well, this is a, a very aggressive um, profession. I think when it comes to um, strength and conditioning um, or, or any coach, you know, they always say, you know, this is this is the way to go. This is the way to do it. And there is a there's a science within everything that we do. I, I like to call that a science box. So everyone tries to stay inside this box, but then they try to find ways outside of it to create their their own agenda. And so it becomes really aggressive. So when you go places, you'll you know when you go to these conferences, and you'll see a lot of people saying this is the way to do it. But unfortunately, one shoe don't fit all, and just like one faith doesn't fit all. You know, our blessings are tailor made to fit us. So I can't put on your blessings. I can't put on the path that God has for you. So for me, I think uh, that's where my humility came, um, uh, trying to figure it out and knowing that I don't have all the answers. So I had to rely on Christ. And then when I began to do that, when I began to get a little bit more vulnerable and just give up myself, I began to just find some answers that I couldn't find in a book.
0: Yeah, I, I'm with you on the strength and conditioning, man, I because I love the weight room. Like, that's like my favorite thing. Like, I'll spend three hours in the weight room if I need to, like doing anything and everything I'm given to do. And you're right. Different coaches. Yes. It gets so aggressive and it can get so, well, that's a really dumb way to do it. This is what you should be doing. And you're right. It's yeah. funny how like the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. <laughs> and it's yes. really cool how you've like kind of found your passion in that and been able to work with athletes and kind of realize that that one shoe doesn't fit all. And I'm sure you're doing awesome things, obviously, outside of that as well, which is just super cool to hear about how you're kind of handling that humility that comes with that. Um, so my next question is my favorite question. And I always say it's my favorite question because it is. Um, but as a grace ambassador, that's kind of what I do. I kind of share God's grace. That's what I try to do through these interviews, through different posts, through day-to-day conversations. And I just love asking this next question. And it is, what does God's grace mean to you? Like it just, it seems to mean something different to everybody. And I love hearing these answers. So just God's grace, what do you think of? What does that mean to you when you hear of that?
1: Um, not giving up on me.
0: Um,
1: th- I've gone through a rough patch for so long. Um, it's it's. I don't want to be long-winded with this answer, but I think I've gone through a rough patch for so long. And uh, there was one point where it was so hard for me that I kept telling people that God gave up on me, God gave up on me. Um, I was finding myself through the profession. I was finding myself, um, trying to figure out how to train athletes and, and I got there, however, but I found an energy leakage within me. So when it comes to sports, there's a lot of athletes who have energy leakage. So what I mean by energy leakage is something is not, um, activated at the right time. There's no, um, there's something that's not sinking within the athlete. So if I'm thinking about sprinting, maybe he's spending too much time on the ground. Maybe he's compensating too much compensatory rotation. So we call that energy leakage. And within my faith, I found an energy leakage. There was something there where I just felt like I'm just missing in a sense. So um, I went through a rough patch, rough time with depression and childhood trauma, Um, just programming myself with just things that wasn't Uh, helping me in regard to my faith or elevate my faith. Um, So I think that God uh, refined me. I look at it like refinement, um, helping me to kind of like go through the fire, kind of like the whole Maverick City song. I really like it's very beautiful, but um, just understanding how God didn't give up on me. And it's funny how that happens. I went to a church um, not too long ago, and I'm never a guy to jump up and shout, you know, I'm kind of nervous in that regard. And I just happened to go to the altar, drop to my knees. And this gentleman came to me um, and he was telling me all these things. God loves you. So on and so forth. And I thought, okay, I'm in church. That's a political thing to say to a gentleman. But one thing he said to me is he said, oh, by the way, God did not give up on you. And I just kind of had an outer body experience. Like, wait, did you just say that? Um, And then I'm trying to rationalize what did he say you know it's like did he say is or didn't because because it matters you know and it's like you can't rationalize God so I think at that moment I just realized that's that's where the grace is you know just he actually didn't give up on me I think subconsciously I created a program from trauma to say that I'm I'm not good I'm not great so God has been reprogramming me to realize that you know I am good I am good enough and he's there for me
0: that's awesome. And that's an awesome answer. And that's, isn't that so cool when God sends those people to say just the right thing that they couldn't have said unless God told them to say it. Like he, that guy mm-hmm. didn't know that you've been saying God's given up on me, you know, but that's what he said to you. And that's, I love those stories. That gives me goosebumps. Like I love that <laughs> kind of stuff. So obviously you kind of hit that rough patch. You kind of had some difficulties there. So did you find it? or have you ever, even since then, just found it difficult to live out your faith?
1: Um, I think faith has to be super organic and transparent. Um, it kind of have to just ooze out of you. Um, so I would say in in the beginning, of course, it's hard because you know some people will question that. And then when they question your faith, you may not have the right Bible verse to rebuttal it. You may not have the right answer. Um, but I feel, you know, once you just surrender who you are, sometimes it's an outer body experience where God just kind of have a moment for you and a moment with you. Um, so there's been times where I feel like, man, I may not be able to help this kid, and although I may not be able to help them regard to a sport or the right Bible verse, I think that there's an answer that I can give that I can kind of raise the idea of doing something. And you know, so sometimes it's not just we do things not just to to our destination or or get a medal or, or, or so on and so forth. Sometimes we got to, uh, get to our destination. So our name or who we are can become an idea, you know? So if, if Sky Simmons did it this way, then maybe I can do it too in that regard. So sometimes you just got to shine a light on who you are to answer a question.
0: Yeah, you're right. There are times that it's so hard to know what to say or when to say. And that's kind of those moments that it's like, okay, God, like, just talk through me because I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, have- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> needed here. I don't know what they're going through. So just whatever you gotta say, use my mouth. And I love that that's the approach you take because you're right. Like it sometimes people will take that and be like, oh well, Jordan said that or if Sky said that, you know, if these people say it, then maybe that's a way. And it's so funny how like a lot of times it's not our words, right? Like it's it's God's words, it's whatever, and just pointing them towards Jesus because that's where it's really coming from. And that's incredible. Um, So how has your faith then really helped you through these difficult times? I know you're talking about, you know, finding Jesus kind of through it and through these difficult times that you, you know, had with childhood trauma and with, you know, not achieving your goals at the times you wanted to. So how has your faith not just been found, but how has it helped you through those situations?
1: Um, I think my faith helped me in regards to reprogram myself. So I think with, I have an IT degree, and I think when it comes to understanding technology, there's a lot of things there. When you buy a phone, for a great example, you buy a phone and There's apps on the phone or there's apps in the the app store that you got to download to probably enhance your phone is is a great example to say. And I think that we all have access to those apps in regards to how God wants us to live our lives. So, um, you know, when Jesus died on the cross, one of the main things that that I try to comprehend is. We have to notice that it had to be done for us to receive the advocate or the Holy spirit or whichever Bible you read. So with that being said, we all have access to Christ. We just didn't download the access to him or we don't download that app, I guess you can say. So um, in regards to that, I think that's how I kind of understood my faith walk is understanding uh, um, um, programming myself to receive his best and I've been programmed with a lot of trauma. I've been programmed with a lot of things that may not have gone my way. So I think we have a we have a conscious and a subconscious mind. And consciously, I think that's our creative mind with our desires and wishes. Um, and then you have another uh, subconscious mind that that involves programming. So I think subconsciously, our program probably say through. You know, like our central nervous system with uh, if we get injured, our nervous system lets us know to kind of put on the brakes. And I, I find that to be our, our subconscious mind. It's, it's programming us to live out how we live. So when you find Christ, you have to consciously be creative, have a creative mind to let him work through you because you can't see him. You have to feel him.
0: I love that. You're right. Like we we can't see. him. we can see what he's created. We can see, you know, what God has done. We can see results. We can see lots of things. But you're right. God, it's amazing when you feel the Holy Spirit move. That's just a different realm <laughs> that yeah, it can't is. be explained. Um, and and I love that. And it seems like you're very passionate about a lot of these things and you have A lot of things that you're very invested in you know athletes in action and the strength and conditioning and the it and so much stuff so is there one thing that you're just passionate about and maybe you're like a secret artist or something or you love chickens like who knows (laughs) but like what keeps you up at night like what are you passionate about
1: um i think it's it's probably not the, the best answer but i think improvement i think for me um we all want to be great. We all want to be the best in in some shape or form. But I think for me, it's just building a resume. I think that's good enough to just get into heaven. And um, we all want that political right answer. But I just think for me, I just want to find what that is. And I just want to find what I love to do. So I think I'm still in that process. Um, Like I said, I love sports. I love athletes. But um, I just want God to kind of take me by the hand and just show me exactly what that is. So over the past few years um, outside of football, I've really just been diving into uh, what that looks like. And I think that's where I kind of inhibited my growth in the past is trying to put things in motion and then come to God to tell him that this is what I want. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we may get that job, we may get that relationship, we may get that friendship or, or car whatever whatever it is. And then when things don't go well, that's when we run to God, but God was never in the equation of the motion to begin with. So because back to your, your question earlier, that's that grace and mercy that he gives us where he says, all right, I didn't want this for you, but I'm going to help you. Um, and that just goes with the grace and trying to figure that out. So for me, I think that's what I'm at right now. Um, probably not the best answer, but I'm still just trying to figure out how, how to be an improver. Um, and get away from some, uh, bad thoughts, bad habits, um, and try to just reprogram myself. Is just, you know, being the best that God has for me.
0: No, I, I totally get that. There's always those transition phases where you don't, you're not quite sure. And I know that, you know, for me, if anyone had asked me when I first got to college, like, what are you passionate about? I've been like, I don't know. I'm just trying to survive. <laughs> Like, Seriously, no day to day. I'm just trying to learn how to run faster and jump higher, and <laughs> I don't know what I'm passionate about. So yeah. I definitely understand, you know, just kind of trying to find those things. And I'm sure that you know, the closer you get to God, the more that you pursue, the more avenues you try. I'm sure that He'll show you kind of what you were built for. Um, and I'm yeah. excited to see what that is. Um, and part of you know what we do is just trying to bring positivity to people's daily movements. You know, like part of, you know, the reason we're heaven to the yeah is because a lot of people say like, hell yeah, or heck yeah, or whatever. Right. Like, why do we say that? Like, why do we even like put positivity on the one place we don't want people to end up? <laughs> why would yes. we say hell yeah, or anything like that? So, you know, does that resonate with you or did you even catch it when you first heard it? I know that sometimes I like to ask that just because it's funny. Some people are like, I did not even realize that you just told me <laughs> and other people are like, oh yeah, I got it right away.
1: I actually didn't realize it till you told me. I, I seen it and it kind of kind of just one of those things where you see it and then it releases, but not yeah. to be where it kind of just like blue.
0: It's just kind of funny to think about like whether or not people catch it immediately. So this is kind of, you know, partly part of our last question. It's kind of a two-parter. So what does living with heaven in view then, like we say heaven to the yeah, like what does living with heaven in view mean to you?
1: Heaven in view, I think it just means more uh, more energy. Um, just having God live through you and just having the energy. I think, you know, we spend a lot of time giving ourselves away. Um, and giving ourselves away to other things, uh, uh, other people, other other environments, jobs, so on and so forth. And, you know, it, it if you was to give money to somebody, if you were to write a check and just say, I want to give this money out because I want you to smile or or something like that, then that's positive energy. And what you can get back from that energy dictates you know, how well you, you are with yourself as well. So I think you don't walk around just giving out hundred dollar checks to anybody. That would be nice, but you just don't know how how bad that energy is from others. And I think that's one of the things that I look at is is you begin to monitor your money now and your energy if you was to give away checks, because now you want to not just give checks away. You want to be able to influence and enhance something or someone. So for me, it'd be my family. It'd be my community. It'd be my athletes. So I want to make sure if I'm writing checks that I can, I can receive something in return, which is I'm helping my community. I'm helping my athletes. And so that's kind of how I view heaven on earth or something like that is always trying to create good energy. Um, Bad energy definitely consumes you. So I'm not saying, you know, every bad thing step away from, but um, you always want to exude good energy and good energy away from you. So if my life was similar to a a check with energy, I got to make sure that I'm not going broke.
0: Yeah, I hear you. An empty vessel can't pour anything, right? Like you got to pour into yourself. And you got to get that from God right before you can start pouring out, which definitely you can tell when you're empty, you're like, Oh, man, I have spend time with God, because all of me is pouring out and me is not good. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I feel that. Um So we have young Christians on here, old Christians, just athletes in general who just find it because they think you're cool or (laughs) different things. So what are just some closing positive thoughts? Like if you just had to tell people just one thing, like, what would you tell them? What would you want to make sure they knew if they saw this interview from you?
1: Um, Just don't give up. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your thoughts Um, and just, Try to find the best way you can to reach success through Christ and not the world. You know, the devil is in the world, so I find that he'll do anything to to promote what it is that you need in life. It's, it's all- I was just talking to two gentlemen earlier. It's funny you said this, but you know, if if you're a millionaire and you keep getting millions, and you're away from Christ, and you're gonna keep getting millions, and so, but um, but for the ones that's not getting millions, then they're more focused on getting millions, right? So, as some shape or form, you find yourself chasing. You're always chasing, and this life is predicated on wants so I think if we just take a step back and then just find ourselves getting a little more vulnerable and close closer to Christ I think that's how it is and just don't be afraid of the storms I think when storms happen in our lives um, it always will knock down anything that's unstable so if it was to come through my community right now it'll probably rip through power lines trees homes and so forth but there's always going to be one or two things that's that never been stripped from the root up and it's because it's stable and same thing occurs for our lives you know when storms happen through our lives, we find ourselves losing friends, losing jobs, we're crying, we're more angry, more frustrated, but we don't know that perhaps that's just the refining process of what God has for you. So um, God has a beautiful way of um, kind of deconstructing you, even though that sounds negative, but he also has a way to reconstruct you and then also reintroduce you to a person that he always intended for you to be in the first place.
0: I love that. Thank you so much, Sky. It's been so much fun having you on. Thank you guys for listening to another one of our episodes of Heaven to the Yeah. Thank you again um, for going to heaventotheyad.com and seeing kind of what we're doing in our communities and for our people around the world. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye. Thank you.